Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And we are live. Hey, what's up, everybody? <laughs> you are now tuned in to the, the Double Dose Podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Dr. Shonda. I'm Chanel. And you are now tuned in to the very first episode. Episode one, y'all. Thank you for tuning in. This is our first official episode. Yes. I don't know if you got to tune in last week for the welcome, but if you haven't, be sure to tune in. Yes. You'll get all the backstory as to how we came about, what inspired the podcast, our official why, and it also breaks down our segments. Uh, so with today's episode one, we're going to dive right on into our check-in. Yes. And y'all, make sure that you are subscribed, whether you are watching on the YouTube, if you're watching on Facebook, make sure you like it. And also, if you are listening on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever else you're getting your podcast, make sure that you are following the podcast and share, share, share with as many people as possible. And leave a review. Yes, please leave, leave a, a review. review. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're jumping straight into our check-in. This is a portion where we talk about what we've been up to. What have we been up to? Listen. Shauna, what have you been up to? This past week, we celebrated Juneteenth. Juneteenth. Yes, and it was amazing. Yeah. Uh, one thing that I really appreciated by, about Juneteenth is being able to rest. Yeah. Like, I really gave myself permission this year to really rest. Mm -hmm. Usually, I'm, like, you know, speaking at this event or I got an event to do myself. I got a podcast episode I'm trying to drop or what have you. Yeah. But I literally was taking two naps a day. Oh, wow. <laughs> like... I did not have that luxury the same weekend. I did. <laughs> I made time for that luxury. I, it was definitely something that I needed. And Juneteenth was lit. I got a chance to... Uh, go to the, the Juneteenth Foundation events. Shout yeah. out to the homies at the Juneteenth Foundation. Yeah, shout out to Laquan and his team. Um, they're great. Yeah. Juneteenth Foundation. Yeah, it was really dope. So how was your Juneteenth? So it was great. So I'm going to talk about um, where I was and what I did and all that good stuff. But before we segue into that, we have one more thing to talk about. But um, Juneteenth, I just want to make sure is everyone aware of the history of Juneteenth? No. Because, no? <laughs> no, I don't think so. You don't? Okay. Because I, I feel like, you know, whenever we ask people, they talk about, you know, the end of slavery and all that good stuff. But no one really digs deeper and um, explains the ideation that, like, Juneteenth, the reason why Juneteenth exists is because there were slaves that, was, that were still working and surviving as slaves two years after the Emancipation Proclamation took effect. So, although it's like a, a great holiday, it's, it's something that we used to celebrate our freedom holistically of sl slavery, um, it also is a day in which, like, some people have bitter feelings towards because it's like a, another example of how America failed our community and didn't tell this specific community that they were free for two years. Yeah. And they let them keep working for two years straight. Yeah, I, I, I know people who do have, like, mixed feelings about the, the holiday of Juneteenth. Um, I do think that when we celebrate it now, it's more so about celebrating um, black people and our liberation. Right. And we, we try, we're, like, reframing it in a sense to that way so that we, we can have, like, the, the Juneteenth block parties or right. whatever or the, the cookouts or, you know, you know, dad grew up in Texas, so he told so us he that. he celebrated yeah, it. Yeah, before, like... Before the past two years, I never really heard too much about people celebrating Juneteenth. Right. But Dad was like, no, we've been celebrating Juneteenth. 
in Texas, but it makes sense. But considering because the history, that's where, yeah, it was in Galveston, Texas. Exactly, that the slaves continued to work. The they enslaved weren't aware Africans. The enslaved Africans, right? <laughs> and continued so, to work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so that was telling us the history of like how they celebrated. Apparently, there's some significance with like strawberry soda. I don't know what the significance yeah, is. Yeah, so you're supposed to drink and eat red foods too. Um, it's in commemoration of the blood that was shed of the slaves. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. So Who strawberry told you that? soda, red velvet cake, all things red, okay. you're supposed to eat and drink. Who told you that? That's dope. This I'm a DE, I'm a diversity equity okay. and inclusion practitioner, yes. so it is my job to inform others you, on historic events. You like did this. the event last year for for Juneteenth, right? For the Which um for your job. Juneteenth Foundation? No. I was there last year. I know, but job. you did something else where you had Somebody from Howard University come. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Who was that? So that was last year. I had a um, professor come in from Howard University, and he did, like, a, a lesson on it. He also did a Q&A. However, this year, um, I had a panel discussion featuring other, like, high-level black executives throughout our throughout the NFL. Okay. So that's, that's the only thing. You all can see that only thing. That's it, dope. it was a dope program. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For those of you who don't know, Chanel, um, you said Ben, right? The Black Engagement the Network. The Black Engage- yeah. Engagement Network. So Chanel does DE&I for an NFL team, and I think that's really dope because you're the first person to ever fulfill this role in the Correct. NFL. Yeah. So that's amazing. Uh, at the company, yeah. At the, comp- at the, the corporation, at the, yeah. the, uh, the league. Yeah. So I appreciate you for even sharing that wealth of knowledge that you had. Yeah. Um, Juneteenth also shared a special day with, uh, with us. Yes. It was Father's Day. Father's Day. So I was shout out to all the fathers out there. Yeah, shout out to all the black fathers out black there. Black fathers doing it big. Doing it big, yes. yo. If you want to build the black community, it starts with the family. If you want to yes. build the flame, the family, it starts with our fathers. And so, the father is the head. Oh, I, don't, of course. I don't believe in all this extra stuff nowadays. Yeah. The father is the head of the that, That's with biblical. Biblical. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. So, um, you know, we're appreciative of all the black fathers in our lives. I have... You know, our cousins, and uh, yes. we have amazing black fathers who are uncles. Yes. It's amazing, and we, we definitely want to give y'all y'all flowers. And shout out to the best black father out there. Her. None and only, none other than <laughs> the Bishop Eric D. Reynolds, the our father. Bishop Eric D. Reynolds. You know, on Father's Day, you know, they be, they be giving us the mic at church. If y'all didn't know, you know, we, um, we serve our parents. We help our parents serve in ministry. Um, but, you know, they give us the mic to talk about dad or whatever. Yeah. I don't care. I said, listen, I'm going to brag on my dad. You First said of all, this year? So yeah. I wasn't there. I wasn't at Father's Day this year. I was in Atlanta. But Yeah, I was like, I'm going to brag on my dad. Um, you know, he is a great dad naturally, but also spiritually as well. Yeah. Uh, and I talked about how, like, my guy changed, like, the apostolic culture when he moved oh, yeah. from Texas to Delaware. I'm glad you said, you said that on the mic. I did. I'm glad you did. I said nobody was doing, and yeah, I am tooting this horn. Nobody was doing, like, you know, the, the all-night prayer, prayer change. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, all those in this region. Not in our area. The casting out of demons. What? Yeah. Where they do what? that at? Laying hands. Right. Expecting them to get healed in yes. the service? Yes. Where they do but that But especially at? that prayer piece. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, Because prayer for sure. is that area of expertise. Yes. Nobody was, like you said, doing all-night prayer. And if you don't know what all-night prayer is. Child, we know we up, praying all night. We, we praying all night. <laughs> it ain't. It's not this new age all night prayer where they have the praise and worship. No, and the prayer it. and then the word. No, 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 no. We pull up late evening the night before, 
walk in and we're literally praying travailing travailing people bring their kids and their kids yeah the kids came they set up yeah we set up a little area in the nursery the kids came the parents didn't have no excuse like we you know everybody was pulling their weight yeah in prayer all night right (laughs) and then the prayer chain nobody was doing a prayer chain prayer chain and so like if you don't know what the prayer chain is if you don't know what a prayer chain is so basically there are um dad describes them as like having being a tag team wrestler right (laughs) so you take uh, an hour or two of prayer you be at the church you're praying for that amount of time you can't leave until the next person relieves you yeah and we do that around the clock for at least 24 hours Minimum. we've had 48 hour prayer yeah. change we've had 72 hour prayer chains yeah. um and it's of course like we we uh slowed down due to covid but it's definitely yeah. coming, back. It's coming back but you know that when when it comes to like fathers who change the game my dad like <laughs> you know put some respect on his name bishop eric d reynolds yeah. Um, so I just had a flashback of the prayer chain. Remember when people like they would maybe take a nap, go home and take a nap, and they would oversleep for their prayer time? Oh my and goodness, you would yo! Don't bring that up, yo! You would have to continue to pray for their hour because nobody came to relieve you. <laughs> yeah, because you, you can't break the chain. You can't break. You cannot. Be you the can't one break the chain. chain. You cannot break the chain. So that <laughs> means if Sister So and So is still at work, she couldn't get off. Or brother so and so overslept. Yep. You in there praying their time. Yep. So that might mean an extra hour or two for you. Yep. Now you might not speak to brother sister so and so the On next Sunday. Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> but you can't break that chain. You can't break the chain. <laughs> you cannot be the one to break the chain. Yes. Um, but yeah, I'm just appreciative of yeah. my dad. Um, him instilling prayer in us. Yes. Uh that's definitely something that we've implemented in our ministries yes. and yes. our careers. And just to prayer is a lifestyle for us and to be able to go out and even like preach that to when we go out, you know, with, you know, preaching to young people or whoever the audience is that we're preaching. Best believe we want to say something about prayer. Absolutely. Prayer is always going to be embedded in some sort of messaging. Exactly. It doesn't matter. And even when we go out, people always say like, wow, you all, you all even pray different. Yeah. What is this special thing that you all have? And I believe. With authority. Yeah. 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 And I believe it's the anointing from our father that was passed down to us. Exactly. Exactly. Cause that, I don't know if y'all ever heard. I always say again, I'm. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. To my dad's horn, I don't care. I've never heard anybody ever pray like um, my father. No. So and yeah, so I'm appreciative of yeah. him. So and happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day, Dad. Day. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and so we we got some more stories with yeah. Dad. We're gonna talk about so it. So many stories. We're gonna we're gonna save it for the podcast. I mean, what any other specific story that comes? To nah, mind? we're gonna save it. We're gonna save it because <laughs> I want us to get into uh, what else you were doing yeah, for that weekend. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So I did. Um, I made it back to Delaware in time for Father's Day. My flight. I did miss my first flight, so I didn't make it. To that church. is not a surprise. That is not a surprise. She always misses flights. Like I don't understand. It yeah. was like number one. Okay, I underestimated how busy the Atlanta airport was going to be. Um, but I didn't make it to church. I did make it to, like, dinner and get, got to spend time with Dad and all that good stuff. However, uh, from that Thursday up until that Sunday, I was in Atlanta, Georgia at the Ooh. Black Sport Business Symposium. Yes. Powered by ESPN. Shout out to that whole team. Yeah. Um, shout out to Gregory and Norval. And, hold on, and hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you give everybody else their accolade, Gregory and Nora, they can wait. We are talking about ESPN, y'all. Like ESPN. Yes. 
it was dope. So I was at the Black Sport Business Symposium. It was basically a conference. You weren't just there. I, well, I'm going to get to that. I'm okay. going to get to that. So it was a conference for black sport professionals and aspiring black sport professionals. Mm-hmm. So if there were professionals in the room, you can, you know, you'll be sitting in a seat and maybe like the president of the uh, Los Angeles Rams can be sitting next yeah. to you and just walk up to you and shake your hand. Like, it, the accessibility at that conference was crazy. Accessibility to, like, higher-ups. But it was for professionals as well as students. So you had students and recent graduates that were there who wanted to come, network, learn, and they were looking for their next opportunity as well. Um, but while I was there, I did have an excellent opportunity to moderate a panel. Yes. Uh, so the panel... <laughs> so it was exciting. Uh, the panel was around diversity, equity, and inclusion, and the topic was how to empower diverse voices uh, within the workplace. Uh, shout out to my guy, Mike. Mike the same. Mike, me and Mike, was we was rocking out the entire conference, but he did get a lot of pictures and um, footage and all that good stuff at the panel discussion. But um, it was amazing. The entire conference was awesome. We've heard speakers such as uh, Deion Sanders was there in a the keynote. Um, Dr. Valerie Carter Daniels and yo. Angela Rye. Angela Rye was there, Dion Cole. But if I was not there for any other segment, I was there for Dr. Valerie Carter. So tell Carter us who this is because we, uh, so, like, I don't know who that is. So Dr. Valerie is not only part owner of the Milwaukee Bucks, uh, but she also, which is the NBA team, but she also sits on the board for the Green Bay Packers, which is an NFL team. And she is unapologetically saved. Like, <laughs> what does that look like? Like, she was the keynote, so she was on the same stage that Deion Sanders and all those guys were on. She was on that same stage, but she, like, she was preaching up there. Sis wow. was preaching. She had on her long holiness skirt, <laughs> and not the holiness. Skirt. <laughs> and you said you called me. You was like, "Is she in church?" Yeah, I thought it you were in like, church. Why did you feel like that? Because the person in the background sounded like they were preaching. Yeah, yeah, that was her. Okay, okay. And like, she was unapologetic about it. I keep harping on that, but like, someone asked her, like, "How do you maneuver through feelings of like, you know, feeling doubt if you know things aren't going this way?" Or how how do you maneuver when things are going your way, but you just want to like keep the faith and things like that? Her answers were like so simple. It was like prayer and hey, I just live right. Like, she was so unapologetic and living in that. I bought her book. Y'all, she was selling prayer shawls at the conference. Tell me about the prayer shawl. So, like, how do you fit that in <laughs> at a black symposium uh, powered by ESPN? Like, yeah. how did she For do professionals. That? For professionals. Yeah, yeah. So, again, she she just didn't care. She, she didn't really adjust who she was, according to the audience. She came up as herself, and her anointing spoke for itself but how does she explain like hey i got these prayer shawls she said um she said hey like anytime i go into a big meeting and she was telling us about the meeting and gave us some stories anytime i go into a big meeting i wear a prayer shawl Mm -hmm. and i pray before the meeting i wear the prayer shawl before the meeting and then i walk into the meeting with the prayer shawl and she said oh by the way i have some today i've already blessed them all that good stuff so I bought a prayer shawl from sis. I was being super saved. Yeah. But <laughs> I mean, I don't even it. think that's super saved. I think that's just walking in our uh, calling and our anointing and yeah. knowing that we don't have to choose to be like 100% right. career focused or 100%, you know, you know, spiritually or whatever. Like we, we live these lives because we are spiritual be- beings yeah. in an earthly experience. Um, and I love that you kind of talked about, what you say her name was? Dr. Dion? 
Who? The lady who was speaking. Dr. Talking Valerie. About, Dr. Valerie. Yeah. So Dr. Valerie, so we, um, you know, you're talking about her experience, but that brings about so many thoughts about how sometimes when we go into these boardrooms, yep. some Christians might feel like, okay, I, I can't yes. be too saved. Yes. I can't, I can't I present as myself. Yeah. I can't, you know, do X, Y, and Z. Otherwise, they're going to see me as like a holy roller right. or whatever. Right. Yeah, I've, and I have, I don't approach situations like that. Um, I believe that the same anointing that I feel when I'm preaching in the pulpit is the anointing that I feel when I'm in a boardroom. So Period. I connected with Dr. Valerie on so many levels. And, you know, I, I said this to you before, but I think that the, how do I say this? People today feel like you have to like have a certain look. And you got to be sexy to draw a crowd. Wow. Say that in the camera. Which camera? What, what camera am I in? We right this here. This one? Yeah. People feel like you have to have a certain look and you got to be sexy to draw a crowd. Like they mm. get on these flyers with these big country Gucci belts. Those and... country belts are so big. <laughs> oh my gosh. Stop wearing them belts. <laughs> True anointing does not need sex appeal. Like when Dr. Valerie got up there, like... Sis was covered from head to toe, and it's not even about that. It's just about her showing up authentically as her. Mm -hmm. And when I tell you that every professional in that room was engaged and leans in, like, y'all will stop working on that outer man if y'all really knew, like, true anointing. Because true anointing comes from the inner man. True exactly. anointing comes from being in the face of God. Right. True anointing comes from prayer and fasting. I promise you, you won't have to look sexy on a flyer if you had true anointing. And beyond the sexy part, because, like, so, I mean, some people might have different meanings of, like, what that entails or whatever. I, I think what you're talking about I think is, they, like, I, I think what, well, I think what you're talking about is, like, the outer appearance. Being so focused on the outer appearance. Having the labels, having the brand, having the, it is. the red bottoms, having the, you know, the, 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 all the makeup, like, all that stuff, you're, you're saying it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, it should be focused on the anointing because the anointing is right. what's going to open the doors for you. Right. And I just feel like um, this generation is so caught up on, like, the outer. I see value in, look, I live by, you're supposed to look good, you're supposed to smell good, you're supposed to show up authentically. Look good, smell good, show up authentically. But that should not be your main driver. That should not be what pulls people in, right. is what I'm saying. But let me, let me also kind of, like, universalize it. I don't even know if that's a word. Because I, I feel like we're focused, because we're women, we're, like, focused right. on women. But I also want us to keep in mind, like, we're not just talking to the women out here. Right. Because some of you brothers, y'all be focused on, like, you muscle know, with shirts. the muscle shirts, the, uh, <laughs> you know, you got to show the, the shirt low enough so your tattoos can show, like, the, or the taco meat. Like, you, you know, the taco, the taco Tattoo, meat. Tattoos and taco meat? Tattoos and taco That's meat. That's the name That's of the name episode. Of this episode. <laughs> um, you know, tattoos and taco meat got to show. You got to have on the, you know, the red bottoms, the Jordans or whatever. And I think that you know, because we get so focused on the outer appearance yes. and trying to figure out like, okay, uh, it, you know, this look, you know, these, these Yeezys, they going, I'm going to get a call from, uh, you know, all this, this popping church down yeah. the street. I'm going to get a, another call from the dark church down the road. And I'm not right. saying there's nothing wrong with dark church as long as you got the Holy Ghost. Right. But I'm saying that we do not need to change who we are exactly. on our outer man because the, the inner man is what matters, exactly. right? Because the word says, be not uh, conform to the, this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind. Your yes. mind speaks of the inner man. Yes. But so. all in all, yeah, all in all, the true draw comes from how you live, your prayer life, and seeking the face of God. Period. 
Because that Gucci belt is not going to draw me. That Gucci belt ain't going to get you into heaven either. I feel like there's a special place. <laughs> Never mind. I'm not even going to say that on this podcast. The tattoos is not going to draw them. The taco meat ain't going to draw the ta- them either. The, ta- the tattoos and taco meat is not going to draw Child, them. Child, let me tell you. But, yes. So, overall, we went off in a tangent. But No, I think this was a good first episode. I, I do. It. I really do. Um, are we good with pausing here and then picking up on the rest of the information during our next episode? I think sure. this is great. You think so? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I did want to talk about verses and one wish, one wish. All right, let's okay, get into verses right. and then we'll, we'll, we can end it there. No, we can end it. Okay. Let's end it. Because I do feel as though um, that was a whole word. It was. You know, not because I think Dr. Valerie yeah. can teach us about, sis, you said she had on a holiness skirt. Yeah. And at the main stage of the ESPN conference yeah. like that, I think, I think that's right there is something for us to all think about. Like, yeah. how are we showing up, um, not even just in the church world, but also in the boardroom and how that could be impact, how anointing impacts that. But also Chanel thinking about how we often, again, like we think about the anointing as like, Oh, I'm, I'm going to be anointed to go to this church. I'm going to be anointed to uh, do X, Y, and Z all based in ministry. But a lot of us don't realize like, you know, I'm we're both multifaceted. I can lay hands in a pulpit, but I'm also going to go into uh, the boardroom. I'm also going to speak the same anointing like you say you feel in the boardroom. I, I feel the same anointing when I'm speaking on a stage yeah. at Rutgers University. Yeah. Like, and I feel like people don't understand that anointing goes beyond the pulpit. Exactly. Anointing goes beyond the four walls it's of the church. To. It's that's like, what it's for. That's what it was designed for. I don't think people realize that anointing was designed for us to go out and draw in. Yes. It wasn't for the people that's already in. Exactly. And that's why we have to focus on that as opposed to focusing on the outer man. Yes. Cause this this stuff this is gonna wear away. Facts. So it is what it is. Awesome. That was a great episode it one. Was. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Make sure y'all tune in next week to the, the Double, Double Dose Podcast. Podcast. Make sure you are subscribed, and we can't wait to hear from y'all. Can't wait. I want to know how y'all liked our episode. <laughs> Bye. See ya. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.